showed up the abs form, the abs beat the leaps again, so nothing else matters. It's a good week. We always love seeing it, and we I love going on Leafs Twitter during the game and seeing all salty how salty they are. They're all mad at Domi for throwing dropping those gloves there. But anyways, we're gonna talk about that, of course. We're gonna talk about the loss against San Jose was was not quite as exciting as uh, beating the Leafs on Saturday night, and uh, of course we're gonna to touch on the upcoming three game road trip uh, out west and uh, talk about maybe. What the Lions are looking at, Julien's been shuffling a lot. I mean, there's good, there's bad. Talk about that. And, of course, as always, the Rocket and some prospect talk. Cole Caulfield, still the best goal, of, goal, goal scorer of all time. So that's Probably, good news. Yeah. That's good news. Oh, yeah. Already. 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 Best goal scorer <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, of all time. All right. So uh, let's get started with uh, the loss against San Jose. Uh, started out strong. Once again, some backup goalie. It was Arendelle. Arendelle. Just is like I like I always say. Is, was he great, or are the Canadians just really good at making backup goalies look good? I mean, he did play pretty good. I mean, he made a lot of big saves, especially early in the first. I mean, the Canadians did have quite a few chances, and I mean that's that's ultimately what uh, what killed them that they weren't able to capitalize on the chances in the first. I mean, as a, as you when you watch those games and one team is dominating but they're just not scoring, it always feels like that team loses eventually. Exactly. I mean, if you don't capitalize on those chances, eventually it ends up going the other way. And, and when when you do get scored on, it's, it can be deflating, and, and that's definitely what, what happened to the Habs. Well, they still got the one goal lead. Nice goal by by Nick yeah. Cousins. Good for him to get the first goal. He's been great since he got slotted into the lineup. Yeah. From he's... from the get-go, he's he's proven he, uh, he, he deserves his spot there on uh, playing with whoever. He's one of those guys who can move him wherever. I mean, in his first game, he got an assist on Victor Mete's first goal. So yeah, it's good, a good start. It's good in my books. And then <laughs> that goal is, is a great second effort. Usually shooting on a two-on-one, like statistically, is not the, the, the best move. But he stayed with it, got the rebound. Almost scored later on on the power play, too. But once again, what is the story of this year is so similar while completely opposite to the story of last year. This year, the PK is just atrocious. And this is what happened to, uh, against San Jose. Two, yep. and, and, like, not just... It's not like San Jose looked amazing. That first goal that they scored on the power play, the Habs looked completely lost. It was pathetic. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... It- it's like it's getting to the point that it's like historically bad. Yeah, uh, like, like just like the power play was historically <laughs> bad true. last year. True. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy though. It's it's they're hovering around like sixty five percent right now. It's ridiculous. And it's like so little of the like the, all the players that are good on the PK are still there. Like I don't understand what has changed. Yeah, it's, is it was uh, was Jordy Ben really that maybe. good on the penalty kill? Maybe Jordy Ben and uh, yeah, I mean who else did they lose? That was about it, right? Andrew Shaw, but Andrew, Andrew Shaw, yeah, Andrew Shaw. Play a little bit on the PK, I guess, but yeah, Paul Byron hasn't been himself uh, so far this season. So I don't know. It's it's definitely weird. Cause, I mean, they had a great PK last season. Yeah, they're second worst with sixty eight point six. Only the ju- only the Jets are worse with sixty four. Oh, really? yeah. Okay, that's that's still. I mean, but that, that that's crazy though. Sixty eight percent. I mean, last season. Obviously, the Canadians had a terrible power play. I mean, we all, you know, uh, we've we've all talked about that. Um, but the power, like having a bad power power play, is one thing. I mean, yeah, they're not going to score as many goals as um, as you could. But to have a bad PK, that I mean, that's like just against the against the Sharks. That was an extra two goals that they that they end up giving up when. 
and and it becomes extremely deflating. I mean, the the, the game of the against the Leafs. I mean, I'm jumping, I'm jumping forward a little bit, but if I'm not mistaken, they only took like one penalty. So that was a yeah two minutes of penalty minutes. So that that was a big reason. So it's not like their PK played well against the Leafs. Yeah. They just didn't take penalties. Exactly. It's, and so that that you can't play. So one of the commentators during one of the games mentioned that what happens here is you end up playing scared too because yeah. you don't want to get any penalties and. A lot of Habs fans were complaining. There, there were some, some. There was one phantom call, complete phantom call, by 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 the ref. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think anyone would argue that that wasn't bullshit. But okay, we can complain about the penalty. It's fine. But at the end of the day, when the penalty is called and that's that, and we're killing the penalty, then you, you got to do a better job. I mean, it was. It, it's just. It's just atrocious. It's not bad luck. It's not playing against good teams. It's just bad, and it's everyone. Even Price looked lost in some of those penalty kills. Yeah, Price definitely didn't have a good game against no. the Sharks. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Uh, on two or three of the goals, I mean, he, he really didn't look very good. No. Uh, on the first two goals, really out of position. Even the se- the second goal wasn't wasn't too good, too. Re- bad rebound control. So, I mean, obviously it, it doesn't help when your goaltender is playing less than, well, subpar goaltending. Obviously that's not going to help your PK as well. But like you said, I mean – a team, if their PK is that bad, they're obvious. It's going to affect the way that they play the game. They're mm-hmm. going to play scared. They're not going to play as physical as, as they might play. So, I mean, it's not just the PK. So, I mean, er, early in the year, I I do almost. I mean, it's getting. It's not as early in the year as it. I mean, the, the games count right away, right? But mm-hmm. I'm less nervous about the PK being bad than the power play if it was still as bad as last year, um, because the PK. I feel like. It's easier to figure out. They gotta be able. I, I refuse to believe that the PK will be this bad all year. No, there's there's just no way. And I, at some point, it's gotta be like inept coaching or something. Like like a PK can't be this bad for for much longer. They yeah. they've gotta be able to figure it out. Like honestly, that's they've had like three games, three days in between games. Just just work on the PK. <laughs> just work on that. Nothing else. Yeah. Like it, it's like that, that San Jose game. You could pretty much say they lost because of the PK and, and nothing else. Yeah, I mean, definitely giving up those two power play goals. Uh, I mean, that's definitely a huge, a huge turn, especially when the Habs were playing so well. Yeah. So I mean, that, it definitely killed them. Obviously, Price having a bad game as well didn't help, but it, it was definitely a game that they should have won, especially seeing as I mean, again, starting the backup goalie as usual. Yeah. But uh, a team the Canadians should beat. I mean, and the thing is, is the San Jose have, has have some good players, but they weren't off to a good start. I and mean, they they, mm-hmm. they started out, and we didn't really jump on it. And the, the the worst part about it too, maybe not the worst part, but as a fan, it was such a boring game. I mean, the first was not bad, but mm-hmm. in the second, like even like like Matt Denis was like laughing about it. There there was something <laughs> like a hundred icings. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And it's and and that is compounded with the fact that San Jose knew they could. Like they were dominating on the faceoff circle. I mean yeah. that that was shades of last year. Faceoffs haven't been as bad this year, but uh, the Sharks have some pretty solid guys on on the faceoff. So it, it was icing after icing after it was it's so. I was watching it on, on on this app I used to to watch, and I was watching it like on a delay. I, I was like I was I had like times two speed throughout the entire <laughs> second period. Is like, okay another icing? Great! Like come on, let's get. It, it was it was just not not great. But but but, but moving on, then a five two win against the Leafs. Oh, so satisfying. What a great performance by the whole team, but Jonathan Drouin, oh my God. Yeah. Is he, 
Is he breaking <laughs> out? Is that what's happening? Yeah, great game from Drouin. And he, and he finally played quite a few minutes, too. I think he played something like 19 or 20 minutes. Well, we didn't touch on it last week, but Claude Julien last week was claiming that the time on ice for one of the games that people were com- uh, complaining about for uh, Drouin was wrong because the teams have their own internal uh, statisticians. Statisticians? Statisticians? Oh, that's, I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, you guys know what I'm trying to say. They have their own guys <laughs> that calculate the stats, basically. So they have their own time on ice guy. And he claimed that the time on ice for uh, uh, for Droy was completely off. And it was a lot more than what they had. But, uh, yeah, for this game, he was at 18, like almost 19 minutes. 18 minutes and 50 seconds. And it's, it's great to see. Definitely earned it. Two breakaway mm-hmm. goals and just looked. I loved his celebration on the second goal. He just looked like a star out there. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, two two great goals. I mean, on the first one, a great pass from uh, Joel Armia. Yep. The second one, a great job, a great effort play by Jonathan DeGoy. Two two nice power, uh, not power play, two nice breakaway, breakaway goals. Three breakaway but, goals in the same game. How often do you see that? That's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but uh, yeah, definitely a great game all around, but it was nice to see DeGoy, who, I, I mean, I think he's... He's earned a little bit more playing time the way that he's played oh, so far this season. 100%. So it was good to see him finally get it. And, I mean, that's that's definitely going to help his confidence as well, and hopefully he can build a, build upon it this week. And the thing is, is like I've been tentative with Dwayne as we start the year because it's not like we've never seen flashes of Dwayne yeah. being this good, right? But the, the problem was always consistency. But at this point now, it's been all year. Every Even against uh, San Jose, we were just watching some some replays to kind of refresh our memory on the game. And, and Dwayne had a few moments where he was looking great. When he's on the yeah. ice, you really notice him. He, he's, he's fast out there. I mean, I think that operation he got to help with his breathing or whatever in the offseason really, really... I don't know if it's just that. and He seems to have like matured also. Like he, he, There was a quote about him saying that he looks at Shea Weber as a veteran and how he shows up to play every single day and that that's what makes him such a great player and that he wants to be that example for the new young kids because he, he, he can no longer consider himself a young kid. He's, he's more of a veteran player now. So just from everything he's saying and the way he's playing on the ice – Man, I was the first one to say bad things about Dwayne last year. I didn't like the way he was playing, but he's been the, by far the best player on the team. Better, better than yeah. Price. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's. I mean, Dwayne's definitely been uh, one of, if not like you said, the best player for the Habs so far this season. But I mean, like you said, you know, we've we've seen flashes in the past. But I mean, how many? How, we're like what twelve games into the season now, and I don't think he's had a bad game so far. Exactly. So has he ever had a twelve exactly. game flash? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's so, a good point. So I mean, he's he's definitely looking great. Hopefully, he can uh, continue to build upon it. But I think, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I'm not sure how much the surgery really helped. I mean, it probably helps his breathing a little bit. But I think he he for is those a little bit listening more to the podcast. Dustin has the same breathing problem that Dwayne got fixed, but he refuses to get it fixed. So he's trying to downplay how important it is. But I think it's extremely important to be able to breathe properly. I am of that opinion, okay? So I think Dwayne's getting that fixed obviously made a difference. I mean, he, he just seems to have more energy. He's faster. He looks faster out there. And that's yeah, he definitely does. And that's not just effort right you know he no, still, sure. you know he still I, had moments last year where he yeah. tried to skate fast you know well, i think he put on he put in a lot of work in the offseason too for sure, for sure. um and, and definitely i think the maturity too is is a bit of a factor as well that maybe he's not you know if if ever he does have bad moments he doesn't get bad you know he doesn't get down on himself or anything i mean my favorite play from him from early on in the year it might have been the other least game i'm not sure but it was 
early in the year, and so I'm still not sure how Drouin is playing, and he had a great rush and then lost the puck, and, and then usually that's where the play would die last mm-hmm. year for Drouin. He would kind of... It's like, ah, then he'd just do a big circle, come out, and, and the, the other team would probably... But then he just quickly got back onto right on the player, put pressure on him, and got the puck back, and that's the side of Drouin I want to see. He has the skill to do it, and, and then on top of it... Next to him is Armia, who's himself having a breakout season. He's he's well on his way to yeah. to, to have a career year at, uh, right now. And I was a little worried when he got. I know it wasn't a serious injury, but sometimes when you see a player come out <laughs> to a hot start, and then an injury slows them down, like they they come back and they don't have the same momentum. But it doesn't seem like it's momentum. Armia seems like he's just like he's figured out something. He's a goal scorer out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's leading the Canadians in goals right now. Mm-hmm. Six goals so far. Um, so, I mean, you know, right now he's on pace for 30, 35, 40 goals even. So, I mean, I don't think he's no, going to hit 40 goals. But, I mean, 30 could definitely be yeah. a possibility, which is crazy to think. I mean, you know, he was sort of an afterthought almost at, yeah. at the beginning of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's just like Armia was one of those players that didn't have anything particularly bad to say about him. Good team player, good kind of bottom six yeah. uh, depth guy, but... Right now, he's like you said. He's a, him and Ga- him and Gall- Gallagher are, are top two right wingers uh, right now, and I mean, really nothing bad to say about it. But the the, the one thing, I, I, and it it may, it may seem ridiculous to change that line after the game they had, but I don't feel like they got they performed that way because they were playing with Domi. And I know people say I'm a bit of a Kotkaniemi homer, but <laughs> I don't understand why. Kotkaniemi's not playing with him. Because when you had Kotkaniemi playing with Drouin and, and Armia, then that line was performing great. It wasn't necessarily because of Kotkaniemi, but it was good for him to have good line mates. Domi's lines, whoever was playing with, Domi's able to create things on his own, so you'd still see him get some opportunities, get some points, and then obviously you're not going to touch the Tatar line, and then Suzuki's been looking great with Thompson. So every line was performing, but now with the way the lines are set up right now, sure, Drouin, Domi, and Armia are still getting the job done. Mm-hmm. But Kotkaniemi's line has been kind of invisible. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it helps either that he's constantly changing line mates. Absolutely. Uh, it, so. He must think, like, we're talking about players playing scared to get penalties. Mm-hmm. No one's playing more scared than Kotkaniemi. The way Junior coaches, he makes one mistake yeah. and then he's in a doghouse for 10, 10 games. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd like to see just at least a little bit of stability there on the third line. With Kukinami, I mean, hopefully, you know, get some get some line mates that he can at least have a couple of games with to hope, hopefully, try to build at least a little bit of chemistry. But he was building chemistry with Dwayne yeah. Armia. That line was looking great. Armia went down fine, but then th- there was that bad shift. I forget what game it was, but where they they were on the ice for like two minutes straight, and then they got scored on and ended up losing that game. And it seems like I don't know if that's that was a turning point, but for some reason. Julien seemed to blame that entire thing on Kutkinami. Yeah. And now he's he's playing with, like, Lekkanen and Byron, who, I mean, I love Byron, but it's not been a great year for him so far. And they're, like, the two guys that can't score right now. Yeah. And you're playing who you want to be, your future top-line center, with two guys who can't score. That's true. It's, like, literally the two guys that aren't scoring right now. Exactly. Everybody else is scoring. You know, goals, like, but... put him with Suzuki, if, if, if anything. I don't think they'd ever do that, but, like... Like what's the point? Like he's just wasting his time, and I, I don't know. Like he he'll still see flashes, and yeah. but he's all on, all by himself. I, I don't know. I really don't get it. It just kind of wastes that line completely. Well, he has had some bad moments, so I think so as well this season. So I mean, there has been moments where he sort of looks a little lost out there. So 
It's because he know. has the puck, and then he's looking for someone to pass it to, and there's no <laughs> one there because he's playing with scrubs. Like when he was playing <laughs> with uh, with with Dwayne and Armia, they looked great. They were our best line for the first five games of the year, and all of a sudden, they're gone. And then, like obviously, it's clear that Dwayne and Armia had a bigger part to play in that because they're still playing great without yeah. him. Yeah. But I think Domi doesn't need them. Like Domi is is some maybe like I wouldn't be surprised if behind closed door. Because what it was, it was Domi was at Kachinami's line mates a week mm. ago. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Domi was like, hey, uh, I don't know what's going on Byron, and <laughs> Lekkonen clearly hasn't figured it out. I don't want to play with these two guys. And I wouldn't necessarily blame him. If I was someone like like Domi who just had a career year, I'm potential like, contract up coming up, like you want to keep him happy. Yeah. That might be what it is, but like, oh my god, like oh, Mario's starting rumors now on the uh, on the Habs forum here. <laughs> I mean, it just—it's the only explanation. It pro- it's probably just Jean being an idiot. But I don't know. I don't know, but but yeah, I definitely think Kakinami could benefit from uh, from some stable line mates. But again, I mean, he has looked a little bit lost out there. He only has, I think, three points now through twelve games. I mean, at what point do you maybe think about about sending him down? Because I know a lot of people on online have been talking about that. When I mentioned that. <laughs> three or four podcasts ago you looked at me like i was a complete idiot that's true well i i still think it's it would be a bad idea but it's starting to get to that point where you just think he'd have better alignments line mates in laval at this point <laughs> I don't know, laval's not really scoring too many goals yeah. either uh, i guess i guess not but you got some some t- like who do you play with like jake evans i guess but well no, jake evans is center they're all centers in laval well, I'd probably play with... Uh, you think Paling, Kutkiniemi... Well, I guess Paling would probably be the call-up if Kutkiniemi got to Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so he'd probably take his spot. Yeah. Basically playing with, like, uh, Phil Veroni and, I guess, Riley Barber. But uh, that's not too bad. But uh, yeah. Byron and, and Lekkinen is pretty much... <laughs> no, but I, I don't think it's gone to that point yet. And hopefully he'll be able to turn it around... Um, you know, maybe with a little bit of power play time. I mean, maybe maybe even try him with Cousins. I mean, or Wheel. I mean, Wheel, but Cousins. That, that's cousins that's that, pretty good. That, that's that's a good point. The thing is, is I'm really enjoying Thompson, Cousins, and and Suzuki. Yeah, that's I mean, true. A lot a lot of people weren't sure about uh, like what's the point of putting Suzuki on the fourth line and like what have you, but. That, that the way the game rolls his lines, like they all play pretty much evenly. You know. There's small differences, obviously. And then Suzuki getting power play time, getting time on the PK. So, I mean, it's it's been great. Do I want to split that up? I mean, I keep going yeah, back no, to that's, it. that's true. Dwayne Kutkiyemi and Armia was a great line. There's nothing wrong with that line. Yep. But, I mean, I guess Domi, then he gets screwed. But Domi can create on his own. Like Maybe it's time to separate Tatar... Um, Danu and, and, and Gallagher. I mean, they, they haven't been as great as they were last. They have, they've had some games that they were pretty fantastic. Especially Tatar. I find, like, he, he really hasn't done a whole lot. Tatar is having a weird season. Because he's actually, if you're just looking at his stats, like, he he's not having that bad of a year. He's got three goals, five or six, eight points in 11 games. But, he, like, the bad penalties and, like, the moments where he's looked lost. Yeah, he out really there, has. Right, so... So uh, uh-huh. yeah, I mean maybe they could benefit from uh, from a bit of a change. Maybe Gallagher next to Kutkiniemi. That'd be I, interesting. I mean he he is the, the 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 veteran guy. He's clearly shown that he he likes taking like the young guys under his wing, yeah. and he wants to be kind of that that he's like the if it wasn't for Shea Weber who is like the best leader in the NHL, Gallagher would probably be the captain of the the Canadians. I would think you know. 
Yeah, no, you're, you're probably right. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that could be an interesting possibility, maybe splitting up the top line. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they obviously have a couple of days off here before they're going to play in uh, yeah. in Arizona on Wednesday. So hopefully uh, maybe try to build a little bit of chemistry and at the same time obviously work in that PK. All right, so speaking then of, uh, of Arizona, back-to-back game, Arizona and uh, Golden Knights. So, I mean, it's... It's a road trip, and they're, they're later games too, which uh, I'm sure could be tougher on on the players. But I think they're, they're they really have a like it, it's a light schedule for the Canadians. Yeah. It, it, like three days off to kind of get into that groove. So it's uh, there's really no excuse there with the uh, Arizona and haven't started the, the year too bad. I mean they're kind of similar to the Canadians. Their record: six wins, uh, three losses, and one OT. Lacks doing, doing better than Canadians actually. Yeah, not too bad. Not not too bad. I mean. So it, it, I don't think they're the they're the laughing stock that uh, they they've been in the past. It's uh, not 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 a not a given for sure. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. But it's still a team that you'd like to see the Canadians beat, especially playing on the next day in Vegas. I That's think there's four teams in the NHL that you don't think the Canadians <laughs> should or need to beat. Well, so, uh, I guess Vegas is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Vegas is one of them. I guess so. But who are they playing on Saturday? Uh, Dallas. Who they're having a hard. Start yeah. to the year, yeah. but then you're at the end of your uh, three game, uh, three day road trip. So like we'll, we'll see how that goes. But that game, you'd hope the way Dallas has been playing. Like yeah, where where are they in the standings? I I just had them up. It's not. Yeah, so it's going to be great. three three games in four nights on the West Coast. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Well, the Dallas game is 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 going to be tough. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate that the best team is on the second day of the back to back. Yeah. yeah D- Dallas four four wins, eight losses, and and they're they're not scoring. 25 goals in 13 games. They're just really not scoring. Are you saying uh, Radulov isn't scoring a bunch of goals? I mean, Radulov is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're you're hating on him. Like, like he was here for one year and he's still a fan favorite in uh, in Montreal. Uh, let, let, let's go look at the the stats for uh, for Dallas. Let's see. Roop hints. Roop hints. I've never heard of this person. Really? No. no it's, His, I, I, interesting name. I, well, yeah, that's why I'm surprised because <laughs> with a name like he, he, he's our top scorer with six goals and one assist. Uh, let's see, Radulov, one goal, three assists. Probably should drop him in the pool. Actually, I don't. Ha- I think you have him in the pool this year. No, I don't. You don't? Right. No. Fine. But uh, yeah, Dallas is just they, they can't score this year. And like guys like Segain, Jamie Ben, just nothing's happened. Like really, Miro Heskinen is there. He's their future there, and apparently Rupe hints. But uh, yeah, Dallas are, are kind of the the must win on this on this road trip. But like we just said, they're the last game on a three games and four yeah. nights on the road. Yeah, that's why it's going to be important to, to, to hopefully beat Arizona, get the get the uh, the road trip started on the right foot. So again. who who do you think like Kane's going to play one of these games? Which one do you think? Do you think Price is going to get the better matchup in Ari- versus yeah, Arizona versus so. the Golden Knights? Yeah, Ice? I think you want to start off strong. Oh, you think you think Price plays against Arizona? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to give you the best chance to win. Yeah. Against, I mean, I feel like Janine tends. I don't necessarily disagree that that would be a good move. I feel like Janine tends to do the opposite and keeps price for whoever he deems to be the better opponent, which would obviously be the Golden Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah, he does. He does tend to do that. But I don't know. I think you really want to get get off to a good start here. Put your best foot forward with with Carey Price, especially the way that he played against Toronto. I thought he had a great game. And then hope for the best against the Golden Knights. I guess. And I think it's not about you can't just always give your your backup like the easier matchups. No, I, I mean even just not just for like first of all price. It's good for him. Mm. 
to have some matchups that are quote unquote easier. I mean, you, you no no game is gonna be easy. Arizona's gonna, not gonna be an easy game, but it, you can't just always have them have the the tougher the two games, the second of the back to back, and and all that. But it's good for Kincaid to have an opportunity if he steps in against the Golden Knights, second day of a back to back, and has a great performance and wins. That's a great look for him. So it's, yeah, for it's sure. good. It's a good idea to give him the opportunity to uh, to be able to do that. Because if I'm not mistaken, Kincaid has he did he win? Did he lose both his first games? Um, that's a good question. I know we lost the last one. I forget who they played against, but uh, All right, let me play against St. Louis. Let me let me let me pull this out. Some 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 breaking news here <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on the house. Let me see here. Uh, Kincaid, such with a K. There you go. No, yeah, he lost both one OT loss and one uh, regulation loss against uh, uh, Buffalo and Minnesota. Oh, yeah, Buffalo. And Minnesota. Yeah, that, yeah, the Minnesota game was rough. Yeah. Buffalo, one of those teams, Dustin thought that we had to beat, but clearly Buffalo is amazing this year. Clearly, I mean, they they <laughs> actually started, didn't they start like ten and zero last year? They did. So and how did that work out for them? Yeah, but I, I do think Buffalo has a better team this year. This same thing you said last year. <laughs> Pro- don't remember, but you're probably right. You're probably right. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, so Arizona, uh, like we j- we just talked about them. Should you really want to be? I I agree. Put Price out there. Hopefully, get the win. Uh, Vegas is like is looking pretty solid this year. I I still don't know how to how to read. I I really thought Vegas was going to be kind of like. Two years ago, more of a one-hit wonder, but they're just kind of a consistent, solid team. Yeah, they got a solid team. Yeah. I mean, they they got a solid core, some really good players, especially at home. They play really, all yeah. really well at home. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, their fans are they, they have some good fans there, and I think who knows if this plays a factor, but also the visiting team yeah. visiting Vegas. Who knows? Definitely, I definitely <laughs> think so. Uh, maybe not a maybe maybe not a bad idea to give Price that day off, give him an opportunity to blow off some steam in Vegas. You know, you, you, you know, not, not not worry too much about it. You know, kids are at home, and can uh, go uh, go out and party a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the must win is Dallas. I, I honestly I don't care if it's a fourth and three games. Man, they got they got to beat Dallas. Yeah, because if they don't, I mean, I there is I wouldn't be that shocked if they came out of this road trip zero and three, but that would be extremely bad. Yeah, that, that would be bad. But I mean. Yeah, no, I could I, see, I, I see it too. Yeah. I mean, definitely, uh, especially if they don't get off to a good start against Arizona. Hopefully, it doesn't snowball. But um, yeah, I think uh, you could be right. Hopefully, I mean, I think if they can get out of this with three points, I think I'd be pretty. Three points, I'd be happy. I, I'd be satisfied points. with that. I'd, I'd definitely be happy with three points. I mean, th- this team is who, who who we thought they were at this point, right? Like. <laughs> I didn't mean to, to, to shit quote uh, the, the, who 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 said that Dennis Green, yeah, the head coach yeah. for the for the Cardinals. But you know, it's it's a team that's going to be f- fighting for a playoff spot all season long. I wouldn't be surprised if they f- that they fall lower than they were last year. I mean, at this point, uh, they're I mean two points out of the, out of I mean super early, but two points out of a playoff spot. Uh, but it's it's just how it is now. You have three teams, four teams. New Jersey, Detroit, Ottawa, and the Rangers are pretty low at the bottom. New Jersey, I thought, was going to be a lot better this year, but I mean, still, season's still young. But then four teams right now are within a point of each other just out of the playoffs. So yeah. it's going to be a tight race all year long. Yeah. But if, if changes aren't made to the way the team plays defensively and specifically we talk about on the PK, mm-hmm. this team is just flat out not making the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be tough if they can't figure out. I mean, especially the PK. Uh, I mean, the PK definitely can't stay the way that they're playing right now. 
And definitely the defense, too. They, it's, it, it's happening way too often that they're having defensive breakdowns and, and just, like you said before, looking just plain lost out there. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they're definitely going to have to figure something out. Um, I mean, they definitely looked really good against Toronto. Um, so, I mean, hopefully they can build upon that. But it's, uh, it, it, I mean, like, it, it's going to be a struggle all season uh, long. Toronto's another team that could look lost out there on defense. I mean, they're a big acquisition from last year, Jake Muzzin. That's true. Made him look like a fool a few times. He scored a goal, though. He did? He did? <laughs> Which is weird. It's the opposite game you expect from Jake Muzzin. <laughs> Provided offensively, but was the reason, like, the I think the DeVoyne's second breakaway goal. Yeah. Right? That was, he just, like... Yeah, I think so. He, he bobbled the bucket, blew it, and all that. So, uh, I mean... And it needs to change. As it is, like, the thing is, is the Habs overperformed last year for what they were supposed to do. I mean, I know you predicted exactly what they were going to be, blah, blah, I blah. Do. But, I mean, at the end of the day, with the <laughs> roster they had going into the year, I, I think they overperformed. I mean, if Shea Weber is slowing down like he looks like he is, I mean, there's going to be a, there's gonna need a piece. This is not a team I don't think is going to make a playoff as, uh, as it is right now. I mean, it, it it's not like... Like, the PK's been bad. We've lost games because of the PK. But it's not like... They're five, four, and two, but they should be, you know, I don't know, seven, two, and two. Like they pretty much have the record that fits yeah. with the no, way no, they no, played all year. That's fair, but yeah. I, I think this defense can be can be better. And I think they they will get better. These I mean, the players PK. can't really be the PK can be better. I, I'll give you that one hundred percent. The defense overall, I mean, like so they took Kulak out and put in Riley, and Riley gets flashes, and then but then he looks like an idiot in the defense. That I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why they're taking out Kulak, especially yeah. to put Mike Riley in there. Yeah. Mike Riley, I mean, he has obviously some offensive, you know, potential, but he's one of the best skaters from the yeah, back end that we have. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I just can't live with his defensive hiccups that he no, has I agree. on a constant I basis. I mean, Kulak, I, I, he's been aside from Petrie, like pretty much one of the most stable defensemen, yeah. maybe the most stable defensemen. I, I, I will say that Mete, since scoring, that's definitely yeah. made a difference. You, yeah, you, that, that's true. Yeah, you can tell he, better. he he looks kind of less scared. He had a few opportunities where he got the puck on net, and he, like it wasn't like a shot that he was going to score on, but there, there was a tip in front that, that, that could have created a goal. So and th- at the beginning of the year, you could see him avoiding shooting completely. Yeah. So it, it's definitely been a, been a switch there. So that's that's been good. He's still not a number one left defenseman in the NHL. No, no, that's true. But, but you know, uh, it's been I, I, I think they'll get better. I mean, I think Weber and Mete the last couple of games have looked a little bit better. I think Petrie, Petrie is is what he is. He's yeah. he's a great defenseman. Kulak, I think, is really good as well. Sherrod, Sherrod on barely, a third pairing. I yeah, think I think fine. it's fine. But I barely even notice him. It's a, it's kind of a he's yeah. Kind of, he's, well, I mean, that's fine. a good thing. Yeah, I guess. With, so. with I, guess I mean, so. Kale Fleury. I think. I mean, he just seems to get better and better. Yeah, yeah. No, that 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 that's it, it's unfortunate. Kale Fleury's not left-handed, honestly. Yeah. That's true. That would yeah, that, that would help. That could be useful, but uh, but uh, yeah. and I mean, who knows? Noah Juleson is back and playing now. Yeah. He played. Uh, I mean, the first game he had in Laval, he looked really good. So maybe he gets called up eventually. You know, he would replace Christian Foline. Um, and, you know, he'd add a bit of grit to the defense. So I think that that could be a good addition. There's some good other good young guys in Laval as well, like Otto Liskinen on the left side. So there's there's some potential there, and who knows? So let's let's talk about Laval then. Let's 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 move on to that. So since our last podcast, they played three games. So looking at their record now, they if you look at their last like ten games or what, they lost three in a row, then they won three in a row, then they lost three in a row. Now they've won one. Is it just what this team is going to be all year long? I mean, they're definitely they're a better team on paper than, than they've played so far. Um, unfortunately, they, they they tend to give up leads 
especially when Charlie Lingren's in that. Yeah, that seems to be a big, uh, a big part. But I mean, of it. No, you can't can't put all the blame on him, especially the uh, the game on Friday um, where they were winning one nothing all game, and then unfortunately gave it up right at the end, and then they did end up losing in that in overtime. But Cade and Primo again, two great games. Even in the loss on Wednesday against uh, against Belleville, looked really good. He was I mean, the reason they won on Saturday. He's I haven't watched every Laval Rocket game. Like we've we've been to a couple, but like just looking at the stats, he's been lights out. I think he's his, been the uh, MVP. Save percentage is nine thirty seven. If I'm he's not been mistaken. the MVP, right? Oh like, yeah, definitely by far. By so far. I mean, that alone, because at the end of the day, like it is a farm team. It's there to, and he's been. He's like he was one of the big names to be added to the roster this year, and you really want to see how he's going to go. Now the the big question mark though is how will he respond to an eighty two game season? Yeah, I know exactly. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can keep it up over the season. I mean, so far, so good for sure. Uh, I mean, the one big problem right now in Laval is definitely scoring. Yeah. Uh, they're not they're not getting the scoring, especially from the veteran guys that they signed, like Riley, Bar- Riley Barber and uh, and Phil Veroni just aren't doing anything for them. Uh, so, I mean, Ryan Paling, however, has looked pretty good the last couple of games. He has... Uh, yeah, yeah, Paling seems like he had a bit of, of a slow start, but he seems yeah. to be picking. That's good to see because you want you want him. But you, you got to think eventually he's got to come up, but there's no room for him on the... Like, it's really yeah. only if Kev Kanyemi oh, gets sent thing. down. You, yeah. You're not touching Nate Thompson. Nate no. Thompson has been one of the best players for the Canadians this year, most consistent oh, yeah, every game. He's just... Yeah, down. so, I mean, Paling's going to gonna stay down in Laval for the moment. Uh, I mean, and, you know, until... An injury event, you know, an injury will definitely happen at some point, yeah, presumably. So, I mean, I'm sure he'll get his chance at some point. But uh, I mean, hopefully Laval. I mean, they came, they they had a good win on Saturday. Hopefully they'll be they'll be able to keep it up this week. We're going to the game on Friday, Halloween night. I'm looking forward to see Noah Jolson <laughs> more than anything else. Yeah, Jolson definitely. Yeah. I mean, he had a, played his first game on Saturday, played a really good game. So uh, hopefully he can get back. Obviously, after missing nearly a year. I um, mean, injury. And not, so not just missing the year, but then coming back and then not being back. Like it, yeah. it's a very mysterious injury he's got going uh, to the point where we were worried about his career. Potentially yeah, well, there, yeah, there there was talk about potentially being yeah. career en- uh, career ending or career th- threatening. So definitely great to see him back and and hopefully he can pick up where he left off before he had the injury and and maybe end up playing some games with the Canadians before the end of the year. Man, looking at the stats on this, I don't, I'm not a fan of plus minus. I think it's a pretty bad stat, but it's still interesting within the team. It's very bad for the Rocket. I think there's only Riley like, Barber's minus eight. Ooh. It's very early in the year to be minus eight after nine game games yeah, played. I think Alexandre Allais yeah. is like the only plus he's, on the team. He's the only plus. Yeah. And I was going to say there's four in the even, but two of them are the goaltenders. Plus minus <laughs> is not counted for the goaltenders. And with Noah Jolson, who's played two games, and then Kevin Lynch. So, uh,. Yeah, so, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just one stat among many. <laughs> but just looking at the stats real quick, Alex Bezis is the only one that's looking really good. I mean, Paling's got, he's the second top scorer with three goals and two assists in ten games. Uh, but he's got those five points in the last, like, few games, right? He, yeah. Didn't he start the year with zero points in, like, five games or something like that? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, zero points in the first two or three games, I think. Yeah, yeah so but, it, it uh, took him a second, second to get going, but it's good that he's getting going yeah. now. But, I mean, you, I, I want, you want to see, like, even though it's just a development team, like, Chaloudon, two goals, one assist in three games. That's unacceptable. Yeah, you don't. I mean, he actually even got called out by Joel Bouchard that uh, yeah. that it wasn't easy playing with him because the way that he was playing. Which <laughs> you gotta true. love Bouchard for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that coaching style would ever translate to the NHL though. 
I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how he eventually he adjusts. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's uh, he's a year or two away from the NHL. I think he's going to be in with the Rocket for who for a couple you, of years. Who do you think's closer to being a head coach in the NHL? Him or oh, what's his name? The assistant? Oh, Dominic Duchesne. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really know much. I mean, he was a very good coach in uh, in the queue, definitely Duchamp. But uh, I don't know. It's tough to say with an assistant yeah. coach because what you know, you never know what. Because I mean, I'm not saying we should fire Julien, but like I feel like no. he's not a good coach for young players. And we're a team of young players, and I just like what's his problem with Kachinian? <laughs> I don't. It does seem weird. Yeah, it does know? seem weird. Um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't end up like Sagan in Boston, right? Yeah, Where, right. And then, then, then Sagan blows he up. Kills some, it somewhere else. So somewhere else. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, for now, I think I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. See how see how this goes. But I mean, uh, definitely, if they start to you know, st- struggle in the second half of the season and are not really close to a playoff spot at that point, then you know, maybe maybe they will take a look at, uh, at replacing him. But uh, I don't know who would replace him. <laughs> That's the problem. You close your game. You know? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't exactly. sure you were talking about him. No, no, no. no, no. Um, I mean, I think it would be, it's got to be, unfortunately, a French person. Yeah. So it just, it just like. I don't know, like Guy Boucher. <laughs> What's he doing? I mean, he's 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 really good on uh, on the air. <laughs> he he uh, does stuff for RDS, and I think he's really insightful, but. I wouldn't want Guy. I would rather have a young guy like like Duchamp or, or probably not Joe Bouchard the way it's he's performing yeah. in. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting. Maybe Duchamp gets his shot, but uh, I don't know. That'd be tough. Yeah, but then does Bergevin does he get to fire a second coach, a second quote unquote high profile coach? Well, I think I think he definitely got to give Bergevin the the benefit of the doubt at this point with the prospects that he's put in place at this yeah. point. I mean, it, uh, I think you, you got to see it out at least for the next couple of years. I mean, I think he's made some good moves too. No, for sure. I mean, there's there's uh, ups and if you could, if you really break it down with all the moves he's made and compare them, I think it's it's a net positive for sure. But uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, we'll see. I mean, I think I think the, the the team like I don't think that's the thing. I don't think Claude Julien is 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 I don't think the record of the Canadians is lower than it should be because of the coach. But what I'm more concerned about, because I, I don't think this team is one or two players away from the Stanley Cup right now, what I'm more concerned about is how we're developing our players, our young yeah. players. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if Claude Julien is a good guy for that. Well, I mean, it seems to be working with Nick Suzuki. Um, it's, it's just, for whatever reason, Kakinyemi yeah. doesn't seem to have much confidence in him. I, I think a big part of that is the fact that Kakinyemi is a center. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean... Kale Flurry too. I think he, you know, after he did miss a couple of games in the at the beginning of the season, but he is seemingly to get more of a shot now. Yeah, but like wait until he makes one little mistake, <laughs> and then he's going to be alternating with Mike Riley for the next month. So we'll see. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt at this yeah, point. Okay, I'm going to. Okay, well we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's just it's just it's just frustrating for that that one main. I want. I, I liked it going with Kakinami. I wanted it yeah. for so long. No, I agree with I that. talked about it all year last year. You did. And then it happened. And it was working. <laughs> I was so excited. And then, like, one bad shift, basically. And they're like, nah, never again. Yeah. But, I mean, he seems to be rotating the lines quite a bit, so I'm sure we'll see them back uh, yeah. back together again at some Except point. Except for the Dano and, and Tatar and, uh, and Gallagher line, which yeah. he hasn't touched 
basically yeah, since the Tar Show. I think, yeah, I think it'd up. be a good time to do that. <laughs> and it's not even that I think that line isn't, isn't performing well. It's just that right now, I think the way this team is constructed, we are at our, our best if all four lines can produce. And now we have one line that's not producing at all. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so that's that. It's not nothing against that line. I know it's done great for us in the past, but you know, and maybe it's just temporary. Maybe you put Gallagher next to Kotkaniemi, and it kind of like wakes him up a little bit. You know. Yeah. Know. No, I mean that that could definitely be a good option. Like Gallagher with Kotkaniemi. I mean, I think anyone plays good with Gallagher. That's so. the thing. That's the thing, right? So I mean, or or maybe you put Drouin and Armia back with uh, with Kotkaniemi, but you put Gallagher with. With Domi, so he has someone to play with. I mean, those they're kind of similar players in, in a lot of ways, yeah. but yeah, that would be an interesting duo, though. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hate playing against those two. That's for sure. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, I mean that's pretty much it. I think for uh, for today with uh, uh, the upcoming week, let's touch on prospects before uh, we get cu- going. Like I mentioned at the beginning, Cole Caulfield still the best goal scorer of all time. That's crazy. So he's got I think seven, seven. goals yeah. in five games. I want to say. Which is, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and it just every game, like every other day, I'm on every weekend, I'm on Twitter, and oh, look, another really sick Cole Caulfield goal. I mean, he scored four goals in his first two, so I guess he's kind of hit a slump right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, where's the hat trick, Cole Caulfield? What's going know, on? Seriously, what is he waiting for? Okay, if anything, this is unacceptable. But yeah, he's he's leading uh, the. Uh, like the college ranks, the NCAA in goals, which is ridiculous yeah. for a freshman. Yeah, for a freshman, that's crazy, especially a five foot six freshman. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, obviously showing that size doesn't matter in the NCAA. Keep <laughs> shouting that from the rooftop, rooftops, <laughs> Dustin. But <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, aside from that, other prospects, obviously uh, at Norlinder. And uh, his clips have been circulating on Habs Twitter the last the last month or so. I mean, we sound like broken records for the the prospects, but it's really these two have consistently been. They're just having monster years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're killing it. I mean, Norlander had another two assists in his last game, so he's up to uh, six goals, three assists in fourteen games. I want to say or 12, 13 games, thirteen games, nine points so far in this, in the Allsvenskan, which is the second tier in Sweden, uh, playing for Moto. Uh, aside from that, I mean, two other good prospects in the CHL. We got Cam Hillis, uh, plays for the Guelph Storm. Fortunately, he had a tough season last year when the Guelph Storm won the won the uh, Memorial Cup. He was um, right, it had two bad injuries, so unfortunately, wasn't able to play a whole lot. Playing on a much younger team this year, he's really the leader, and he's and he's tearing it up so far. He got off to a bit of a slow start, but now he has 17 points in 13 games, so he's looking great. Um, he probably will be in uh, in Laval next year, and uh, Samuel Hood, who uh, was a fifth rounder two years ago, so in 2017, he's having a great season on a team that Shakutami was supposed to be a Memorial Cup contender, off to a bit of a slow start, but he he's he's killing it. He has, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 19 points in 13 games, so he's killing it. And I mean, last year he had uh, had a not a great season. So he sort of seemed like an afterthought as a, as a Canadian's prospect. But, I mean, the way that he's playing now, definitely contending to potentially get a contract at the end of the season for, with the Habs. And uh, as far as uh, former Canadian's prospects not doing so hot, Nikita yeah, Sherback was put on waivers by uh, Avangarde Homes today. Yeah. That is... It's, not good. <laughs> it's kind of sad, you know? Like... Was that a terrible, terrible pick? Like, I know it's hindsight, but, like, at the time, 
I don't remember. Well, I mean, he had a lot of offensive potential. He was playing on a on a really bad team. Uh, what the hell team was he playing for? I forget now. Was it Saskatoon? I think it was Saskatoon. And, uh, I mean, he had a great he, – he tore it up. I mean, he had much more points than the rest of his team. He had a really good really good year. But, unfortunately, for whatever reason, it just never translate, translated. I was I was on his uh, his Twitter earlier, and it's just – I'm pulling it up. It's just a – first of all, I saw the news from a tweet by the KHL, the KHL's official yeah. Twitter. And when they announced it, they tagged him. <laughs> which I just found unnecessary. Like just put, just write out his name. You don't need to tag him. He knows he got cut. But that's, then, kind of a, that's kind of a dick <laughs> move. <laughs> his Twitter is like, the first post is just him retweeting the KHL saying New Hawk, and it's just him in his new jersey. And then like just retweeting news about him uh, being uh, like signed in the KHL. He just got one Bell. Let's talk one. Then. With the Kings, his first game, and it's just like it's just, it's just, it's just so sad. It's like nothing else on his Twitter, but the like teams he's failed on recently. Just a downward spiral. Uh, and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's unfortunate. I mean, even like like what, you, two years ago, yeah. we were we were super excited about him. Yeah, he was on the verge of making the Canadians, and to the point to get cut by, like put on. I mean, he might get picked up. Who knows? But in the in the KHL, I mean, you you he signed he signed he just signed a three year deal. Yeah. I don't know how contract structure works in the KHL. I'm, th- I'm sure there can't be much in regards of guaranteed money in the yeah, KHL. Probably I mean, <laughs> probably just, <not>. you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, if I'm not mistaken, Bob Hartley is his coach, or was his coach. Oh, okay. Um, and apparently he uh, he was in the doghouse right I off can the see, bat. I can see that. I so. can see that for sure. Yeah, so, may- so maybe he'll find. Uh, you'd think he'll be able to find a team. Uh, I mean, who yeah. knows? I mean, I don't. Sure. I don't wish... think we're gonna see him any. T- uh, I don't think we'll ever see him again here in the. Uh, oh, NHL, in North America. But... No way. But there's like I still get have a bit of an attachment to to former Habs prospects. You still want him to do good. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. No, not too good. Because then it's good. frustrating because he's not doing it the Canadians. <laughs> but he's good. You know, want him to have a, a a good career. And I would like his I would like his Twitter page to be a little less sad. You know, maybe maybe <laughs> have maybe, maybe he probably just doesn't go on Twitter a lot. But it's just well, probably, probably. and then like the the cage little tag. I just thought it was so funny. And uh, yeah, that's definitely a dick move. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think it's just a dumb move. Like I don't think they did it to like fuck with him. But it's just like why? Just just write his name. And uh, and and other KHL news. Andre Markov officially not signing with the Canadians. He signed in the KHL. I don't think that was ever going to happen, but a lot of no, people kept talking I, I, about it. I don't think. I, I mean, Belgium might put that to bed like pretty pretty quickly. I mean, he wanted to come back, but uh, by all reports, he's not the player he used to be. But I still have a lot of a lot space of in memory. my in my heart for Andre Markov. <laughs> a lot I, of fond memories. A lot of fond memories. I mean, I, I honestly think he's one of the most underrated Canadians. Uh, he was an underrated player throughout his career, but he's an all time great for the Canadians, regardless of how great the oh, Canadians yeah, sure. teams. Uh, players have been like I'm not saying he's as good as like Leroy Robinson or anything like that, but he was an absolutely phenomenal uh, defense. He prime Andre Markov is exactly what the Canadians <laughs> need right now. Like, I don't think I can I can if I can make a, something in a lab to help the Canadians right now, it would be prime Andre Markov. Oh yeah, it's definitely not possible, definitely. but be huge. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's I think it's pretty fair to say that he's probably the best Montreal Canadian in the last 25 years. Along with maybe Koivu Koivu, Price. I think Kovalev, a lot of people say Kovalev, I think. Price, it's, no, hard, it's hard to talk about goaltenders in, in the same conversation as players. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd, I, yeah, it's, I think I'd say Koivu, Markov, and Price. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I think Kovalev. I'm just saying people would say Kovalev. What about my boy PK? No. PK Subban. (laughs) PK Subban. Tell you what, PK Subban look look good on the Canadian team right now. You know who's not slowing down? PK Subban. Uh, I, I don't think you've watched too many New Jersey Devil games. Oh, yeah, you were watching all the New Jersey Devil games? Uh, I see a lot of clips. You see a lot of clips. <laughs> oh, he's got a lot of haters online. If you ask New Jersey uh, Devil fans, okay, they like they like P.A. Subban. Okay? I mean, no. the New Jersey Devils have looked horrible in general. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, anyways, I don't want to go back into that uh, conversation. I mean, we talk <laughs> about fond memories, though. There's some fond P.K. Subban memories. Okay? That's true. Okay? That's true. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of haters. A lot of people that hate on P.K. Subban now that are Habs fans... Their hate is misdirected. Hate P.K. Subban fans. I agree. A lot of those people suck. P.K. Subban was, gave his heart and soul to the Canadians. No, no, There's no, no reason not to no, like him. Okay? Definitely. No, I agree with that. But anyways, I don't know why we're talking about Subban all of a sudden. But hey, I was happy to see Markov sign a contract because, once again, I want him to be happy. There you go. There you go. All right. Anything else you want to touch on? More prospects or whatever? Uh, no, no, I think we pretty much covered it. I'd uh, just uh, like to give a, a shout-out to uh, one of our listeners in Britain, Dan Taylor, uh, basically who sent us, uh, sent us a nice uh, a nice Facebook message. And also he wanted to know, uh, basically, if we had plans to bring back our prospect profiles that we did last year. So that is definitely something we do have in the plans. Uh, I'm probably going to start that a little bit closer to the draft, so probably in the new year. And maybe also when uh, – in when the world junior starts yeah you know, we can, yeah definitely we can, uh, we can talk about more the, well, the players yeah. get picked when we start seeing who uh who gets picked and all that and uh i'm sorry what was his name dan dan taylor dan taylor and dan taylor what i'm wondering is if you have time to put a comment on facebook <laughs> don't you also have time to write a review on the on the what is the apple store the itunes on itunes god maybe damn use iTunes. i don't use itunes clearly exactly. <laughs> but uh, i mean we got one more review is very that's exciting true. that's great i don't that's know true. who this person is which is great so we're up to like yeah. six or something yeah something like that it's very exciting we're uh, we're making it big but yeah guys so uh make sure to follow us on twitter at the Habs forum follow us on facebook uh, send us send us a message. Let us know what uh, what you guys want to hear. If you have any ideas for new segments, uh, and uh, and yeah, definitely write us a review on iTunes. How about this? If you want a, a, pro- a profile of a prospect, tell us which prospect you want us to profile, and we'll do it. There you go. By we, I mean Dustin. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening.